Today is the first Sunday of the blessed month of Sa'ud, which is the first Sunday of the Coptic New Year. So, Happy New Year. And so, as we start the New Year, I wanted to give you a brief overview of the Sunday readings in the lectionary of the Coptic Church. And I want to show you that the Sunday readings are all focused on the Holy Trinity. So the first group of readings of the year are about the love of God the Father. The love of God the Father. The second part of the readings are about the grace of His only begotten Son. The grace of His only begotten Son. And the third part would be the fellowship and gifts of the Holy Spirit. So throughout the year, the church is always focusing on the Holy Trinity. Today, the Gospel is from Luke chapter 7, and it demonstrates the love of God the Father. It demonstrates the love of God the Father. You might be wondering, how is the love of God the Father manifested in the reading of today? We celebrated on Friday the martyrdom of St. John the Baptist. And today, the Gospel speaks about St. John the Baptist. And the Lord says, For John the Baptist came neither eating nor drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. Wisdom is justified by her children. In this chapter, we see the love of God through the wisdom of the Father, which required the sending of St. John the Baptist to prepare the souls for repentance, to receive the sake. You see, the child, John, is the fulfillment of the wisdom of God. There's a beautiful homily that exists by Pope Theodosius, or Theodosius, as they say in English. Theodosius is also the patriarch that we mentioned in, right after St. John Chrysostom, in the, in the commemoration of saints. And he has a wonderful homily about St. John the Baptist. And the deacons, if you know the hymn, Uran and Shosho, at the end of it, it references the homily that I'll be speaking about in multiple parts today, about the greatness of St. John the Baptist. But one interesting part in that homily is that Abba Theodosius, he has a beautiful dialogue between the Father and the Son. A beautiful dialogue between the Father and the Son. And he says in, the, in his homily, he says, Now therefore, O my Son, this is the Father speaking to the Son, Now therefore, O my Son, the time hath come for you to have compassion on your creation, on our creation. Behold, paradise has become deserted, for no one is able to enter it again. Yes, O my Son, open the gate of paradise. And then the Father tells the Son, I have prepared a great place for you, Son, in the womb of the Virgin St. Mary. And then he says, Let us find a trustworthy man. Let us appoint him to be your attendant, your forerunner, that he may prepare your way. So today we see the wisdom of God. We see the love of God the Father in sending John the Baptist for, to prepare the way for the Lord. And that's what I would like to talk to you about today, is to meditate on the greatness of St. John the Baptist. Just like Ava Theodosius did. I want to meditate on the greatness of St. John the Baptist, and to see what lessons we can learn from his great life. And today I'll give you three big lessons that we can learn from his life. 
The first lesson that we can learn from John the Baptism, I, Baptist, John the Baptist, is asceticism. Asceticism. Saint John was a pioneer in asceticism. We're talking 300 years before Ambabola, before Saint Anthony, before the monastic movement. But Saint John was a monastic before there were monastics. He lived an ascetic life. Ascetic, but if you're not familiar with the term, it means it comes from a Greek word that is I can't say Greek. Akesis. And that term means the training of like an athlete. Like that term was used before in the training of athletes. To be ascetic was to train your body. But then it became Christianized and became to, to train your body in the spiritual sense. And to be ascetic is actually a biblical command. To be ascetic is a biblical command. That's why the Lord said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Asceticism is the ability to deny yourself. And I think in the life of John the Baptist, we see three big ways that he denied himself. One is that he lived in the wilderness. You might say, Abuna. We don't live in the wilderness. We live in the suburbs of Chicago. What does the wilderness have to do with us? But the wilderness... Why was St. John in the wilderness? Two reasons. One is, actually, you know when uh, the Lord Jesus Christ fled into Egypt to flee from Herod? Actually, St. John and his mother, because his father was killed by Herod, fled into the wilderness. But I think he fled into the wilderness. Another reason he was in the wilderness is I think he enjoyed being alone with God. And actually that's what drove the monastic fathers later, like Ambabola and St. Anthony. What St. Anthony has a very famous saying. He said, I wanted to be alone with thee alone. I wanted to be alone with thee alone. All of us, we need time to be alone with thee alone. To be alone with God is to be away from distractions of this life. Our work, our phones, our business, our careers. We have to have alone time with God. In the wilderness, there's nothing to occupy your thoughts other than God. The wilderness could be your prayer room. It could be your quiet time. It could be your prayer time in the liturgy. But it's very important that each person has a wilderness to go to, to retreat and to be with God. The second way St. John was an ascetic was his clothing. If you read about the description of St. John's clothing, he wore the camel's hair and the leather belt across his waist. He was simple in his clothing. He was simple in his material possessions. The other day we were sitting with Pilgrim George, and this is truly a man who is simple in his way of life. And he was ta- talking to us about Luke 12, and there was a verse that stood out to me. To take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. 
no matter how many pairs of nice shirts you have from Hollister or Abercrombie, I don't know what you guys wear now, but those things will not, in order for the elder, the limited, I don't know, those things will not make you happy. Those will not fulfill your abundance. To have more than 30 shoes like, is not going to fulfill your life. Let us be simple in our clothing. That's why the Lord says, do not worry about your clothing. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that Solomon, in all his glory, it was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you of you of little faith? Means that actually our dependence on clothing and material things is actually against our faith. It shows a lack of faith in God. It shows a lack of faith in God. He says, don't you have faith that God will clothe you? Just as St. John was clothed. St. Basil says something very nice. I want you to hear this one very carefully. He says, when someone steals another person's clothes, we call them a thief. You are a thief if you steal someone's clothes. Should we not give the same name... Should we not give the same name to the one who could clothe the naked and does not? The bread in your cup, in your cupboard belongs to the hungry. The coat unused in your closet, the coat unused in your closet belongs to the one who needs it. The shoes rotting in your closet because you have 60 pairs of high heels, ladies, belongs to the one who has no shoes. The money which you hoard up belongs to the poor. St. Basil the Great. The idea to be simple in our material possession. The third way that St. John was an ascetic was in his, his clothing and his, his food. His food. The, the Bible describes that St. John ate locusts and wild honey. Can you imagine if you ate the same thing every day? Like, why? Why the same thing every day? St. John. Why? And then what's even more on top that he ate locusts and wild honey? Actually, his disciples, when they came to the Lord and said what? He said, actually, the disciples of John, we fast all the time. So, they ate a very simple diet and they were fasting for periods without food. Why not over here just and complaining about this and this and this? Look at the, aesthetic, the asceticism of St. John. That's why the Lord said, life is more than food. Life is more than food, just as it's more than clothing. Life is more than food. In Screwtape Letters, C.S. Lewis, he said something very nice about food. He talks about gluttony. Sometimes when we think of gluttony, we think of gluttony as, I eat a lot of food. I eat a lot of food, and I'm sitting there eating food. But actually, C.S. Lewis says there's another, another type of gluttony that you might not be aware of. And he says the devil goes and plants this type of gluttony among you, because you guys won't know about it. It's the type of gluttony that says it's called the gluttony of delicacy. C.S. Lewis calls it the gluttony of 
delicacy. What does he mean by the gluttony of delicacy? He says, it is the type of gluttony that, pro- that produces quarrels, impatience, uncharitableness, and self-concern. And then he, had, he paints a picture. He says there was a woman out to eat in the shop, and she kept complaining about the tea, that the tea was not hot enough, that it was not sweetened exactly the right way. So she kept complaining to the waiter. And then she kept complaining that the toast was mahrooq, was burnt toast. And how could you dare not toast the bread properly? And he said, this is gluttony of delicacy. The gluttony of delicacy. And he says, many people won't care about, they think they're being, actually they're not eating very much. So they think they're being righteous because they're eating very like simple, I'm just asking for tea. But because they have a standard, it's called gluttony of delicacy. Be careful, be careful you don't fall into the gluttony of delicacy. Aestheticism, these three things are the way to keep oneself unspotted from the world. That's why in the Catholic epistle today it said, Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans, widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. How do you keep oneself unspotted from the world? Through asceticism. The second great thing about St. John the Baptist, aside from his asceticism, is his priesthood. His priesthood. The purpose of his life as the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things we always say about St. Uh, John the Baptist is that he was a priest. Although in the Bible he never served as a priest in the way the Old Testament priests served. You will not hear him in the temple raising incense like his father. But St. John was the greatest priest. Why? Because a priest, the role of the priest is to guide people to to God. So St. John was the greatest priest because he was always taking people and bringing them to the Lord. That's why he said, I must decrease, but he must increase. He must increase, but I must decrease. That's why, that's why they, when they came to him and said, Are you the Messiah? He said, No. No, no, no. There's one that comes after me that is greater than me. He was always pointing people to the Lord. And actually, this role of priesthood is not reserved for the people who wear the Pailasana and the nice... Uh, actually, this role of priesthood is also your job. As creation and God's people, you are to be priests in this manner. That's why in 1 Peter chapter 2, St. Peter, he says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Was he just talking to the priesthood? Like me, the priest, or was he talking to all of you? A holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim, this is the work of the priest, that his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I wish everyone realized this, that this is really the true purpose of your life. What is the purpose of your life? I wish parents implant this, in, this idea into their kids, that the purpose of their life is to be a priest, is to proclaim the work of God, 
That's why in the homily of Saint Theodosius, he says that this was so beautiful. He says Zechariah, the priest, used to bring little John into the temple every day. Tada, little John. Tada, son. And used to raise him in in the temple. It says he took him daily to the hands of the temple of the Lord, and his father blessed him and brought him before the altar where the angel appeared to him, saying, Lord God of Israel, strengthen this one whom you have prepared for yourself. So every day, the father of John the Baptist was bringing little John to the altar. I wish the parents to learn this word and bring their kids and to train them in the faith. The other idea is know your purpose. The other day I was sitting with someone, I said, what is your purpose? They said, my purpose is to go to college, to have a good career. I said, what? No, 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 no. Your purpose is to, to be a priest. Don't be confused by the other stuff. Those are very important. I'm all for education. I'm all for all this stuff. But your job is to be a priest. To bring people to the Lord. I think the work of servants reminds me of like a pinball machine. Yeah? You know a pinball machine? There's like a ball, and if, if it falls down, you lose. But the work of the servant is like, when it sees the ball falling, it what? Bounces you up and brings you higher. The work of all of us should be to bounce and keep everyone moving higher. Be a pinball machine. Lift others up. Turn each other to the Lord. The third way that St. John... Like, the thing that makes him great, and I think we can learn from St. John the Baptist, is that he was an advocate for truth, and an advocate for moral justice. And because of this, he was a martyr. And actually, he was a martyr, like, you know how we say, like, St. Stephen, you are the first martyr? Actually, we say in the commemoration of saints, St. John, the forerunner, Baptist, and martyr. He was a pioneer in martyrdom. To die for the faith. And he did not shy away from the truth. This day everyone so scared to say the truth. I was thinking if someone came and has cholesterol and went to the doctor's office. And the doctor said, I don't want to hurt your feelings, Yusuf. I don't want to hurt you. So you're healthy. You look healthy. But Yusuf has cholesterol. So then, like, he needs to change his diet. He needs to change the way of life. And the doctor is saying this to someone. Why would the doctor say, because he's judging him? Am I judging someone if I tell him your way of life is dangerous? Is that judgment? If the doctor tells you that your life, the way you eat is not healthy? I don't think so. Actually, the doctor wants to see the patient get better. The same is true about St. John. St. John used to call out the Pharisees and say, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Ah, bear fruits worthy of repentance, Pharisees. Listen, change your way of life. Live differently. But the Pharisees, they said, He's judgmental, he doesn't care. And they revolted against John the Baptist. And they didn't like him. Because he spoke the truth. We need to speak the truth. Actually, the reason that in the the homily of St. Theodosius, he explains why St. John spoke against Herod. 
Can I give you the brief? Is that Herod was getting so greedy for power. So he put his brother Philip, who was also a ruler of that region, and put him in prison. He like made up charges, went to Caesar and put his brother in prison with his wife and his daughter. And Philip thought that if he could appeal to St. John, that St. John could go and speak to Herod and tell him to release him. Because St. John was regarded as a, as a prophet. So St. John said, what you're doing is wrong. And the reason you're doing this is because you, want, you have lustful intentions and you want to take your brother's wife. This is wrong. And for this, St. John was put in prison. And put in prison for a while, actually. And actually was later killed because he spoke against the king. He was a witness. To be a martyr is to be a witness. To know your calling. I pray we have these three things of these three characters of St. John. He was ascetic. We need to learn to be ascetic. Number two, we need to know our role as priests. To know your true purpose in this life is to be a priest. And three, to speak for moral justice. And not, I don't mean protest and start wars and actually, no, John did not start any wars or protests or... But he spoke out for the truth and he was martyred. And that's all we should do. Speak for the truth and be martyred. And glory be to God forever. Amen.